Yo, light is crazy shit, yo. Light is crazy shit. Peace, peace. Welcome to the new season for the Hood Health Podcast. Yo, thank you for coming through. Thank you for the support already off the rip. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since, you know, been up here, you know, shooting the shit and doing that thing. Um, but we back, you know, and um, we're looking forward to really getting into all those things that only the Hood Health Podcast can give you. Um, that you can't find anywhere else out there. All right. Um, for those who are not familiar, Hood Health is dealing with health um, and wellness and racial health disparities. Um, and also deals with, you know, health and hip hop and solutions. We about solutions. All right. So it's key because um, a lot of, you know, think pieces are. Our platforms out there are only about just bitching and moaning and we not about that life. All right. We definitely not about that life. So um, with this renewal, you know, um, episode, episode one of the new season, <clears throat> we just want to kind of give you insight into, you know, what we about, where we going. And also list a little bit what's been going on with me, your favorite, you know, host, a life of law. So check it. Um... Hood Health is a platform that was started by myself and um, my like uh, Supreme Understanding or Supreme Design Publishing. Um, it started with the publishing of two books, the Hood Health Handbook, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Um, so I know if you don't have those books, I don't even know who you are. Later in this podcast, I'm going to let you know how you can get them and how you can catch up with everybody because you're, you're slacking. All right. Um, and from that book, we developed platform by which to reach into our communities and to discuss health issues and also health solutions. <clears throat> Part of self. Um, so from there, it grew. Became since a couple of books to platform that had literally um, cook cooking pro, um, pop ups, um, lectures, workshops, classes videos, um, music, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and, and we only like have reached the grades, the tip of terms of where we going with all this. Um, so we thought, you know, during the time of COVID, of course we need to bring this back, right? Of course we need to bring it back because the people need it and the people want it. Um, for those who've been following me, a life a lot, you know that for basically years, months and days, I've been talking about moving from Connecticut where I'm originally from to California on the West coast. I decided to do that last year around September. Don't ask why. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an intersection of, of, of various different factors. Um, but it just had to happen. Um, and if you were following me on here, my social media, you know, that, um, I was talking about doing like, uh, covering my whole travels as I drove from East to West, um, in a project that I, I titled, uh, the black motorist collard greens journal of blackness. You know, um, this was a nod, you know, to the Negro Motorist Green Handbook 
um, Green Book, um, which was put out in the early parts of last century by black folks. And it was basically, you know, it was basically a black Yelp, you know, in a book form that lets you know the spots that it was safe for black people to be at during traveling. So hotels and motels that you could stay at, where you could eat, where you could use the bathroom, get gas, all that kind of stuff. My parents are from that generation, so I was very familiar with it. And even some of the protocols in terms of traveling carried over into my generation when I, when I travel with my parents, you know, certain things that we would do um, that maybe white families didn't do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we always had enough food and snacks in that car to get from point A to point B. Right. So, you know, for those who are familiar with it now, yes, I'm plant based. Now I'm going to say this, yo, the fried chicken on the white bread, when it sops up all that grease and stuff, ain't nothing better than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, my mother used to pack that nice little cooler in the back. You know, we used to have a coffee can in case we weren't able to find gas stations. Um, and it's funny because I thought all of this was pretty much um, the protocol for anyone traveling. And it just wasn't, you know, it was those it was basically a trauma response to black people having to travel during these times to also watch out for their safety. So I was going to do this tour from east to west. Um, and it was basically going to be um, in, um, in honor of that. But then also I was going to dig into just the aspects of black traveling, um, health and food, wellness across the different states that I stopped at, you know. But as I got deeper and deeper to the time that I was actually about to make that move, I realized that we living in the time of COVID and shit wasn't going to be sweet. So I decided to ship my stuff out west and just fly across. And due to several intersecting factors, I didn't um, end up in California at this point. I ended up in Portland, where I'll be for a minute. And um, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. Um, I, I call this the renewal episode, just not also from the simple fact in terms of that we're dealing with... Um, the new season and everything, but also for myself because of what I experienced once I got here in Portland. So I got into Portland like the end of September, right? Um, yeah, about the end of September. And then about a week into October, you know, your boy suffered a massive, massive asthma attack. Now, for the record, I had an asthma attack since I was like the early 20s, right? I get wheezy sometimes, but, you know, push through that shit, right? And I ain't been taking medicine for asthma since my early 20s. Um, but the first day, I was a little wheezy, I remember. I was like, eh, I'll just push through it. It was the second day that, that shit was gripping tighter. I was like, oh, shoot. Tried to find some primatine mist. They weren't having it because this particular area got hit hard by the forest fires. Therefore, all the pharmacies that had primatine mist and stuff on the shelves, they were all wiped out. Right. So I'm like, dad, what I do third day, I got on one of those teleconferences, you know, medical teleconferences and got a doctor who was able to get me a rescue inhaler. Right. Yo, it was too late by that point. There's my asthma. My body was like in a constant state of an asthma attack. You know, it was to the point where your boy couldn't walk like 10 feet without just like stopping and sitting down. Um, I was looking real, real suspect out there in front of like Target, the, the concrete columns out front of Target. <laughs> Yo, I was like holding on to it. 
you know, they must have thought, I, you know, I hit that ball a little too heavy or whatever, you know, but yeah, it, it got real for a second. Finally, I got admitted to a hospital. Um, and ironically, it wasn't from no environmental trigger or anything and stuff like that. Most likely it was from, um, dealing with mental health issues. So we're talking about depression, the anxiety of moving, the stress from moving, all that kind of stuff. Oof, got me right. So, but then what also got me, and this is crazy because I always mention this to people in terms of hood health, hood health is the lens by which we communicate this information and discover this information. So it's in a digestible form, um, for, for the people. So that people who need the message, get the message and don't get all that additive stuff that people have up there. Right. That additive stuff, which is like the super uber scientific talk or the ego talk and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, it's also the lens by which I digest information. So, when I was in hospital, I realized something that part of my apprehension in terms of going into the hospital was not knowing how much it was going to cost. Ain't that some shit? So here we got this dude who writes about hood health, realizing how certain aspects of health, the healthcare system is affecting him as a black man. And I was literally making a life, I say a life or debt situation, right? Um, it worked in my favor though, because of my transition in terms of between jobs and everything and everything that I was doing, um, I became eligible for the healthcare of Oregon, which is incredible, right? Blew my mind. So I was in the hospital, like I think three days, three or four days, yo, Bill, zero. Yo, blew my mind, right? Blew my mind. Um, also, because I was on um, this new health plan, I was like, yo, I'm about to go out like like $6 million man. So I've been lining up, you know, all types of tests and everything. Whereas before, my particular medical coverage didn't cover or would just cost too much for copay and stuff, right? So your boy got like allergy test your boy got food test your boy got blood test your boy got sleep test your boy got like literally 10 tests this shit got dental too like yo get everything done six million dollar man steve austin yo all the way live but what also this points to the system which is that on record on the paper whatever it looks as though you know that i have nothing and it's only because i look like i have nothing on the paper that um, I'm eligible for all these services. It's so it's crazy because you literally have to have nothing in order to get these services. If they knew exactly what I had on paper, I mean, then I want to be eligible for all this stuff. And it just blows my mind. So it's like, you know, there are some people who are unhoused, quote unquote homeless, who have access to better health care than some people who are working 24 seven. And I'm not trying to shame, you know, people who, who um, are homeless or, or whatever. Not that's not the case. I'm just pointing out the inequities of a system that makes you basically have nothing in order to make you eligible to be cared for. 
that's some pork shit, right? That's some pork shit. So anyway, I've been dealing with that. It's been an interesting thing. So while I'm still in this this period where I have access, I'm trying to get everything, you know, done. Um, like I said, like six million dollar man. Yeah. Anyway, so um, like I said, I'm I'm in, I'm in Portland and been part of my renewal of uh, this renewal episode is to you know, share with people how I've been growing and developing, um, since that time, um, it's been real, real good in terms of also these services, um, offer mental health care also. So I've been, I've been digging into, um, what mental health care services that they have out here and seeing what's available, you know, that's in tune with what I'm looking for. Right. Cause Anybody who's been living through this COVID, if you don't have mental health issues already, you definitely are developing some, right? <clears throat> I mean, periods of isolation, periods of um, stress brought on by the media, um, racial unrest, um, family members who are sick, dead or dying that you're not able to see, not able to bury, people are not able to you know, visit their loved ones and they, as they transition, they're not able to um, have large gatherings and stuff. So all this is is mental wear and tear, you know? So it was, it's been interesting digging into the mental health services, um, but also finding mental health services that are appropriate for you. So for me, when I'm looking for mental health services, I want mental health services that are, you know, nine times out of ten I, first of all it needs to be a black person it just needs to be you know um that's what it is uh, i need to be able to freely talk about trauma i need to be able to freely talk about race um and i need it to be to a person who has some type of insight into that and i'm not talking about academic insight i'm talking about lived shared experience insight um, <clears throat> it's the same way that I get the side eye <clears throat> pardon, to male gynecologists. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, academically, you might have everything, but you don't have a shared experiences of the women who you are, um, you know, examining. And, yo, let's be real. Yo, you got to be kind of a weirdo, you know, to be a dude and to, uh, to go and become a gynecologist. Yo, for real. For real, like if there's ever a space that it's like, yo, women, this needs to be for women, gynecology would be it. So, yeah, shout out to the weirdo gynecologist, male dudes out there um, from A Life A Lot, Hood Health. You see me. Um, anyway, so um, I've been the, the other great thing about this is being in the Pacific Northwest is I have access to a lot more um professional uh, health professions that deal with the intersection of various different um, treatments. So for instance, my primary care doctor here <clears throat> is offering a whole bunch of naturopathic, you know, solutions as well as, you know, more um, standardized quote unquote Western solutions, putting it all on the table, which is great. See out East or especially in Connecticut, um, your health services don't cover that. I mean, you can go to a chiropractor or acupuncturist, or whatever, but you're paying for that shit out of pocket, right? And if you do have a real good health plan that covers all that, then 
you know, you have a really, 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 really high paying job. In other words, it's not something that most people have access to. Also, a lot of these doctors, you know, the majority of them just are all white and out in the boondocks in terms of Connecticut. So once again, just they not coming from my particular angle out here. There's a lot more who um, not only are of color, but even those who are white, who are more aware in terms of cross-cultural things. Let me tell you about my doctor, yo. Let me talk to you about um, my doctor, Dr. Dana. I call it Dr. Dana because, you know, that's what I do. Anyway, so I was making all the appointments for my, um, all the uh, tested stuff that I'm getting now that, you know, I'm on this health plan. And one of them was for colonoscopy. And basically I, I made the appointment and the, the person was like, well, you know, um, if you do it before your birthday, they made some kind of excuse basically saying that it's supposed to be done on your birthday and then, and only then does the insurance cover it, right? Cause it's kind of a preventative measure kind of thing. You know, I told back Dr. Dana and she was like, yo, that, that don't seem right. She was like, yo, if you want that appointment, you know, let me know and I will fight for you. I will get in there. And I, you know, it took me a minute because I was like, yo, who, is, who am I talking to? I'm talking to her on teleconferencing, right? But she's about to wild out. Dr. Dana's white. But Dr. Dana's about to wild out on them because they didn't give me my appointment. You know, um, so it's been a real interesting type of <clears throat> interaction I've had with my primary doctor now um, that I haven't had my whole life. Due to various different reasons. I've had jobs that's paid well and had shit healthcare. The crazy co-pays. And because of that, I never really developed great relationships with my health professionals because I will only literally go there if my arm fell off. My arm didn't fall off. The one good thing also, the other good thing, um, several good things came from um, me being in the hospital. One was I got a free COVID test and your boy was shiznick. You know, they stuck a the little thing up my nose, you know, eh, it, it didn't hurt, but that junk just felt like something that didn't belong there. Right. Um, the other thing that, um, I've been, uh, discovering or, or utilizing in terms of, of out of this health, um, crisis per se, um, like I said, is developing a great relationship with everybody about my health. And what I also got the feedback from Dr. Dana, because I had blood work and all that kind of stuff done. Um, Dr. Dana basically validated some things for me that I kind of knew, but um, to have them validated, you know, professionally, you know, is, is even great. She basically said that, yeah, my family has high instance, has, you know, huge rates of, you know, diabetes and, you know, high blood pressure, stuff like that. Um, but she basically said my lifestyle has prevented any of that from being, um, detrimental to me, you know, not being pre-diabetic, not being pre, you know, high blood pressure. -y. Um, I know that's not the correct word. I just made that junk up rock with me. Um, so it was good to hear that the choices that I've been making, you know, um, has been beneficial to me, especially someone in my, in my, you know, years now getting younger, you know, well, I'm aging like fine wine better, you know? Um, and so that was, like I said, that was good to hear from her. 
and it validated that the choices that I had made in terms of, you know, a strong plant-based diet um, pays off in the long run. In fact, she was surprised uh, by my overall health stats. There were only minor things that uh, the asthma, of course, um, but there's only minor things that she felt needed adjustment, you know, in terms of um, my lifestyle, in terms of maybe a particular, more of this particular vitamin, you know, here or there. But that was, that was a great thing to have that conversation and to literally take a weight off of me, you know, because here I am, you know, author, you know, presenter, workshopper of Hood Health, knowing in the back of my mind that um, there's certain checkups that I need, but for various different reasons, I haven't had them, whether it be monetary, whether it be literally just afraid um, or not having access to them, you know? Um, so to hear that from her, um, yeah, it put me on a, it put me on a good, a good path. You know, I said the other major thing that I've been dealing with during the COVID um, has been the COVID lockdown. So the mental health aspect, um, I'm sure everybody else has been dealing with it on various different levels. Um, I think one reason that it hit me heavy moving east, I mean, moving west part of, from the east is that everybody's been asking me, like, yo, how do you like Portland? How do you like Portland? I'm like, yo, dude, man, like, it's fucking COVID. You know, so one, I moved here in the fall of 2020. So we already started to, to, to descend in terms of, you know, the amount of sunlight that's out there, right? We're already, we're already, we're already cutting into that. The second thing, um, you know, so that seasonal affected disorder started to come up really, really, really real, right? It was like, hey, what's up? You know, looking like, I don't know, looking like dark side, you know, just coming out from apocalypse, you know. Um, that was one thing. Two, um, like I said, it's 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 the COVID era, so it's not like I can go out to go to these social events. They they happening, you know what I'm saying? I can't even go out to a library or like a cafe and just chill out, you know. Um, so the social aspect um, was different than me on the East Coast. So for instance, even if I was isolating myself on the East Coast. Um, I still kind of like, you know, knew my way around and knew places I could be in the cut just to sit out and just to watch people go by or go run this air and go run that air and whatever. Um, but out here, totally in um, a different arrangement, you know, so the darkness, the quarantine, um, those weighed heavy on me. What also was weighing heavy on me on a, in a different um, manner was the fact that um, we were dealing with uh, the racial unrest, and so I really didn't know the, the the layout, the landscape. I still don't to a degree of Portland, so I didn't know where all these you know these uprisings were happening at. You know, so I had to kind of that's kind of like an unspoken kind of stress or kind of thought in the back of my brain was like, yo. Is this the spot where they about to about to wild out? 
You know what I'm saying? The one thing I will say about Portland is like there's a thousand and one Black Lives Matter signs around here. Um, that's neither here nor there, because as far as I'm concerned, you know, those are words without action. So unless people, you know, pony up with the actions, shit don't really mean that shit much to me. Um, but there is a contingent of white people here who, you know, trying to figure it out, at least the best that they know how. And um, so that all kind of resonated in my head. Like, yo, like, I don't really know where I'm at. So we're talking about spatially mentally um and seasonal affective disorder so all of that just combined to be like give me like some old covid type of blues you know and i'm still working through all that still working through all that there are days like this week like three days this week i couldn't my brain couldn't process anything and for those people who are inside their head a lot or who just like me you know like i grew up i'm a i was a daydreamer i was a reader you know whether it be sci-fi fantasy um, comic books, the whole nine, yo, if I can't play for lack of a better term inside my head, there's a problem. And so the last few days I haven't like motivation has been zero. Um, and then also just my brain hasn't been working, you know what I'm saying? It hasn't been able to process stuff. Literally I forget something short term memories like shot, you know, and that's not due to the freaking, you know, um, proliferation of freaking dispensaries around here is due to the fact that my brain just, you know, it's dealing with the psychological stress and pressure of the time and place that I'm in right now, you know? Um, so that's also why, you know, I, I wanted to dive into and get everything popping again with all these elements of hood health that I've been putting on the back burner. Some of them I've been able to do, some of them I haven't just because once again, that giant brain fart that I've been talking to you about. Go, you know, um, stay tuned. We're going to be right back after this, you know, little commercial announcement. All right. See ya. The Hood Health Handbook is probably the book that you need most that isn't on your shelf right now. We deal with racial health disparities and health and wellness. We deal with solutions in terms of your health um, and health care that is appropriate and beneficial to black and brown people. Um, and we put it all in two books, the hood health handbook, volume one and volume two. You can pick this up at www.supremedesignonline.com. Um, and while you're over there, use the code a life seven, a L I F E seven and get yourself 10% off of all our products over there. Well, don't let another day pass without this book being on your shelf. Stop playing yourself. Yo, peace. Yo, thank you for hanging in there with me. Um, where we're going in terms of Hood Health Podcast, you know, going into the rest of 2021, we're going to do two formats. We're going to do the format that you that um, will start off bi-weekly, which will be our meals. So the meals will be like the Hood Health Podcast will be about an hour. I'll be doing some interviews of people on all aspects of health and wellness. Um, I got some I got some people for you, yo. So I want you all to be ready for that. Um, and on the off weeks where we aren't doing the meals, we're going to do the snacks. All right. Snacks. They're going to be about 20 minutes. Um, me on some random topic, you know, because 
I literally have like a thousand and one topics about health that I want to talk about. Um, but I always just, I'm a perfectionist. So I want to over, you know, I want to write like a 20 page blog or, you know, I want to do like a, like a video series. The reality is, is that I can be giving to you as some, you know, some short shots like buck, 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 you know, so those are going to happen on the off weeks. So right now we're just going to start off with the meals and it was going to be bi-weekly. And once you start realizing that the hood health podcast is happening every week, then that means the snacks are coming in because one week you're going to have the meals and next week you're going to have the snack. All right. So that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to proceed. Um, <clears throat> to reflect also again on this COVID thing, um, I need to really, really send a shout out and to acknowledge what the food industry has been doing during this time. Um, they've been on some next level stepping it up. And for the fact that people are still referring to them as essential workers without thinking that they deserve to have, you know, a fucking living wage and some old pork shit. Um, but these food workers literally have been getting me through. I'm a person who knows how to cook. You know, but I really some days just haven't had the, the, the spoons to be able to bring that together. You know, everybody from the farmers to the, the, the food service people who are transporting food to grocery store workers, to restaurant owners, to all the gig uh, uh, workers who are out there, you know, from, you know, all these different places delivering food. You know, I want to thank you, you know, and um, from the bottom of my heart. Cause y'all have been the unsung heroes, you know, um, of this whole pandemic thing. And I'm, <clears throat> and I'm specifically me unsung heroes. I mean, people are out there trying to, you know, say that they really appreciate them, but working against them, you know what I'm saying? Trying to deny them, you know, basic safety or, or, or basic PPE and stuff like that. So I wanted to like make sure that I spoke, um, spent some time on the hood health renewal episode to shout out these food service industry, you know, fucking superheroes because they doing that damn shit, you know, right now. Um, the other thing that has been getting me through, which I'm going to actually do a whole nother episode on, has been plant allies. Um, and basically, a lot of my friends who are herbalists and stuff have been hitting me up with the, the tinctures and the proper herb teas and stuff to make sure that um, my body is supported as much as possible during this time. So we're talking about um, herbs that are good for respiratory, herbs that are good for anxiety, your nervous system, for insomnia. Um, they've been hitting me up. So I need to do a whole episode on plant allies um, in terms of how um, the global majority, and when I use the term global majority, I mean black, indigenous people of color um they have huge traditions of plant allies you know and in this time that we're living in now dealing with covid we're dealing with racial uh uprisings we're just dealing with pure fuckery you know and caucasity and and all this kind of pork shit you know, plant allies is, is a, something that you really should have in your, your toolkit. So we're going to we're going to do a whole episode. It's going to be a meal too. it ain't going to be no snack. It's going to be a meal on plant allies. I'm going to have some people. I had several people come through to talk about plant allies because that has literally been part of my saving grace during this period right now. Um, 
And we'll get into that, you know, how um, traditional knowledge of plant eyes has been merged together with more modern discoveries and uh, everything that's been coming from that, you know, and just making sure also that we're at the point now that with new discoveries and everything, make sure that the people have access to this, you know, and not just, you know, some rich investor dude on Wall Street or in Silicon Valley, you know, who gets up there on fucking television and talks about how free and stuff they are because they use all this stuff. Nah, you free because you got a lot of fucking money, you know, and you have access to something. Um, and so now it's time for us to make sure that everybody <clears throat> has access um, to these kind of things, you know, and it's not just something for the quote unquote 1% especially since it was never the 1% who was the curators of this knowledge, you know. Um, where do I move forward with this? Well, where am I moving forward with Hood Health? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Um, there's so many things that's in the work for Hood Health, as always. Um, like I said, I'm always thankful for all the supporters out there that keep rocking with me. Um, one of the main things, though, is that we're working on developing this website that I've been working on forever. And this website, once that is fully up, you know, it will have uh, access to uh, it will give you access to the workshops, some of the workshops that we're, we're shifting so that they're available online, some presentations so that they are available online. We're working to be ready um, for a post covid world. All right. Because it's not going backwards. It's not going backwards. We're going to do something totally new. All right. So it's this uncharted territory. So. We want to make sure that the Hood Health platform um, is um, pandemic strong, if I'm going to use that term, meaning that I want to make sure that if another pandemic come across, that it doesn't affect knock our hustle. Right. It doesn't knock, you know, what we're doing. So I want to make sure that our online presence is strong. Um, with that being said, you know, post COVID, I'm also want to make sure that as soon as, you know, all those regulations are lifted, that I'm able to go and travel and to get busy, you know, in the hood hood near you um because that's a big aspect of hood health which is different than all these online health influences i'm gonna do a whole episode about that pork shit too um who hold everybody else to this high standard but don't hold themselves to a standard these are the you know these health wellness influencers who you know look so perfect online but you don't never see them any pictures or any videos with the people doing the work, being out there in those streets. Um, do a whole episode on them because a lot of people are following these influencers and they're dangerous. They're really, really, really dangerous. Um, and I want people to be aware that I kind of held my tongue a lot, you know, cause I wanted to focus on, you know, what we need to do for hood health. But I'm realizing more and more that because hood health is the trusted brand and the brand of the people that, um, it's part of my duty to make sure to point out, you know, like, yeah, that's a, that, that, that's a glass full of dirty ass water. You know what I'm saying? That's a glass full of dirty ass Don't drink that shit, you know? Um, but as we keep moving forward, like I said, I want to make sure that the Hood Health platform, um, the website is um, pandemic strong. All right. Um, and then post COVID, we're going to be everywhere. You know, um, already got places lined up on the West Coast in the South. Um, so we, we're going to get busy. 
um, working on a few books, working on a few um, smaller hood health books dealing with particular subjects. Specifically, I'm writing one health, one book on terms of to address uh, white vegans. Cause I got to. Um, and then one book I'm working on in terms of the history of plant-based eating amongst black people in America. Um, because of the long history since we first uh, planted our feet on this soil that in terms of plant-based eating and that a lot of history gets lost um, from both from, from black folks and also from white vegans. You know what I'm saying? So I'm bring that, you know, a couple of books we're working on. Um, like I said, look out for the web, look out for the website. Um, all that stuff is going to be on there. Um, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, <clears throat> our Twitter, all that kind of stuff, all that kind of stuff you can find at our link tree. Um, so it's www.linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash hood health. All right. Um, if you're watching this on, on, um, the YouTube channel, all that stuff will be in the, in the notes. All right. Um, if you listen to this on a podcast channel, just listen again. Um, and, uh, it also in the link tree it's, it's so many different treats that are up there. A lot of interviews that we did, um, on different, uh, blog channels, uh, some of the, uh, lectures that we did that's up there. Um, got the hood health mixtapes up there. Um, so much stuff up there. I'd be forgetting what's up there or working on that hood health merc too. We had it at one point. Um, but we about to re up it. We about to re up. All right. We about to re up that merc. Um, also, oh, speaking of merc, you know, I always got to shout out the homies. So, you know, rap seminar. That's where this, this move came from. My boy Rob, you know, my homegirl, Helen Roxy, her pens, you know what I'm saying? You know what? I just need to get her, get some jokes from her, like wholesale and sell them on the Hood Health website. Anyway, um, like I said, I'm going to put their information in, in notes too, because um, the gear is fire, 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 fire. Um, and that's about it. Oh, once again, buy the, buy the book already, will you? Because from the book, you understand the direction that I'm coming from and you understand how I, I, I don't have a filter and you understand why I come so hard. Um, one is because there's people out there posting false knowledge and leading people into despair. And I hate that shit because especially when people are suffering, they need to hear the truth um, and people that put in the work. Um, so from the book, you get kind of that insight and then you'll understand why I go the direction and how hard that I go. Um, I think that's been, Oh, I'm also on another podcast. Uh, I'll put that in the notes also. Um, I do a co-host, uh, I co-host a podcast called, can we, um, can we even talk about that with my homegirl, Lisa Ebony? Um, we do that bi-weekly. All right. Um, we're on Spotify under can, um, can we even talk about that? All right. We on other platforms too, but once again, I'll put all that stuff in the notes and, um, then you just go subscribe and you add on. All right. Um, I think that's about it for now. Uh, but yeah, thank you. This is the renewal episode. 
we we about to get busy. So this next episode that's going to come up, I got a treat for you, y'all. I got a treat for you. For those who know, um, the Hood Health Handbook was uh, the intro, the forward to that was written by the illustrious Dick Gregory. All right, Dick Gregory. Um, he gave us his blessings. And my boy, Supreme, just hit me up with the audio of Dick Gregory passing the baton to us. Yeah, that's going to be on the next episode. I'm going to mix that up a little bit and let you let you listen to the great, the great Dick Gregory. Um, Cosign Hood Health. All right. And that's important because we always make sure that we acknowledge those who came before us and those that were doing the work. So to get his blessing was everything. And your, your, your favorite influencer probably didn't get the blessings of the, of, of the hood. All right. Just to let you know that. All right. But we did, and this is what we do. All right. So once again, thank you for rocking with me. Um, it's hood health. Yo, it's what we do. Um, this is just the beginning. We back at it again, you know, so, Keep with us and keep rocking with us. All right. Peace.